Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This episode is brought to you by Canada Dip CBD, a great tasting superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. All flavor, no tobacco, and no nicotine pouches are spit free. It comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. It's crafted and manufactured in California, the heart of the cannabis industry. You can find the link to get 20% off in the description of this show. The Pesky Report is sponsored by High and Happy Catering out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Their chef, Michael Best, can cook anything you want with or without being infused with cannabis. Check out some of what they make on their Instagram at High and Happy Catering or call them at 413-785-8999. You'll be happy you did. To the Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Sports proudly brings to you its podcast champions of the world, the biggest Red Sox fan in Iowa, Hogdale. The, the Ed keeping it real in 100, Ed Hand. I messed that one up. The president of the Rich Hill fan club, Brad Chandler, and I am Brandon Brewer. And this is the Pesky Report. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Suck Get it. it. Getting better. Red Sox. Five stocks. <laughs> That's my two words for you. Red Sox are getting better, guys. They they actually won a series. You know, they, good they things won, happen whenever the Red Sox go to Texas. They've won three of five. They've won three of five. That's you know, ever since the beard, we have seen an upward trajectory of this team. They are now over five hundred since Cora has shaved his beard. Huge still development. Not, still not over five hundred on the season. Not even 500 home or away right now, uh, but they are playing much better, and that's all we can ask for right now. Um, Do you see the post they made earlier today? Like, I had a feeling they were going to end up losing today. They're four and they, before today, they were four and 11 uh, in day games, not Weird. four and 12. Yeah, uh, they, they have not been good in getaway games this year, they have not been good at day games, they have not been good wearing. You know, every uniform other than the yellows. So I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like if if they come back tomorrow and they're wearing the yellow uniforms, I'm just gonna be like, "Fuck it, we're winning." Yeah, World Series back on. Just wear exactly. this every, every day, home or away, it doesn't matter. Uh, but we are getting better, and at least we didn't get no hit today like the Pirates, but the Pirates still happen to win a game somehow. So I don't that. know, man. I'd rather get no hit and win than get, like, how many hits did we get today? Seven? Yeah. And we yeah. lost to Martin Perez? Unable to unable to get the hits when they mattered. Uh, we had several opportunities here in game three with runners in scoring position and just couldn't push them across the plate. Had an opportunity to knock Perez out of the game in, like, what, the second or third inning? 
But, eh, it is what it is. It was a Martin rough game Perez. for Xander Bogarts there. He uh, had runners in scoring <laughs> position early a few times, and he just, just couldn't get them in. Yep. No. But let, no let's talk about... Let's talk about the games that that actually mattered, the ones that we saw that we won, which were were great. And that's, uh, of course, the Friday and the Saturday night game. And these two games, the Red Sox threw up tons of runs. The offense finally woke up. Other than the aforementioned Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez has been on an absolute tear. He's on a 16-game heater. Uh, Rafi Devers hits literally everything thrown at to, anywhere in his vicinity it could be two inches above the ground it could be 15 feet above his head it doesn't matter he's hitting it uh franchi cordero has been pretty good since getting called up so isn't he hit, he's hitting what 241 now he he's up over about 240 he's drawn he's a hit, lot of walks he's very hit two, few strikeouts he's hitting 233 right now uh on base percentage is over 300 uh, yeah, his on-base percentage is at 351. His OPS is 651. Uh, he's got... He's... Six and it's not showing me. He's drawn walks a higher clip than Juan Soto, and that's a real he, stat. He had a total of 127 at-bats last year, and he had eight walks. This year, so far, he's only had 30 at-bats, He's already at six. Getting better. Pretty much Franchi's the GOAT. Uh, he's the greatest ball player who's ever lived. And uh, never a doubt. He's the franchise. Viva la Franchi. We'll win that Benny trade in the end. Better believe it. Yeah, there's been a real difference in his approach where he's just being selective. He's not chasing pitches. And, you know, the batting average isn't amazing right now. But with his just with his bat speed and his ability to really drive the ball, the hits are going to come. The home runs are going to come um, as long as he can keep that approach up. And if, you know, even if they don't, the walks are really nice. He's having good professional at bats. Um, I, I really like what I've seen from him. Question for you, Ed. Like, okay. So the walks are awesome and whatnot, but when you walk and you have Bobby Dahlbeck hitting behind you, are they really all that great? Uh, well, Dahlbeck's not going to be playing every game Franchi's in, right? Like, he's going to be... Right, but he, those he, spelling, he, was in uh, left he was in left field yesterday. That I mean, was yeah, because that was, of Verdugo. Um, I get that. I get that. But, I mean, like, hypothetically, you got the bottom third of the uh, batting order. Granted, yesterday they did good, but, uh, you know, you got Vasquez or Plowecki or Bradley Jr. who are hitting behind him. Most of them aren't going to knock him in. I mean, he'll yeah. walk, you know, get a walk. That's great. But I know, I know there are some uh, followers out there that were talking about that. What's up? What's up? Are, are, are you, are you like trying to subtly make a case for Franchi to be the leadoff hitter? Cause that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That is not what I'm trying to say. That, that's it. That's exactly what I think you're trying but to say. I, a guy that's saying, like, a lot. actually strikeouts are a good thing because you're in, crying. In, in fairness, in fairness. He's doing better than Kike. He's getting on a, base more. A guy that's that's got an OBP of 350 getting on ahead of Rafi Devers and JD Martinez. I kind of like the sounds of that. Yeah, but do you think hi Sapphire? Uh, do you think that they're going to do left left to start off like at the top of the order? That that would be the issue, I think. Yeah. Because if they were gonna to do that, they, yeah. And they're not gonna do. I mean, like, then how would you fix that? Would you put like a Franchi then Kike? Like, I want Kike out of the top of the order. There's no need for him there. He needs to go back down. Maybe Franchi and then Xander, then Devers, Bogarts, mm. or then uh, JD. Mm. You think move, they would move Bogey Zander? up to the two hole? You think they would do that? Xander to the two hole. <laughs> I don't think that that's that's when was the last time he's ever hit second? I don't even know. I couldn't tell you, but I do know one thing though is that the leadoff position for the Boston Red Sox this season has not been that stellar, uh, averaging in the thirty-three games. So before today's game, the leadoff hitter had a one-six-four batting average. 
not not anything to write home to mama about. So yeah, black hole pretty much in production. Hey, uh, I've heard this story before. Uh, remember last year? <laughs> Until Kike finally remembered how to hit. I mean, yeah. I think that's just pretty much what they're waiting for is for like, they're like, oh, you know, Kike will remember that he's actually good eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, him and Dalback both looked a bit better this series. Dalback hit a couple doubles and uh, just seems to be making a little bit better contact. He doesn't look like he's about to crap his pants every time he bats, which is a really a nice step in uh, the right direction. Um, still needs, the results still need to get better and I would need to see it against a team that's better has better pitching than Texas because you know being able to light up guys like Glenn Otto or whatever his name is and uh, Garrett Richards and those guys is uh, that much of an accomplishment. <laughs> Dunning's not a bad pitcher, but they they really handled him well. The two worst respecting the Texas Rangers when they're pretty much the equivalent to the '90s uh, Atlanta Braves. Like this team's stacked pitching wise, man. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable on your part to shit on them. The uh, two worst uh, part of the orders are are, are you got um, the number seven hitter and the leadoff hitter. Number seven is hitting at a one fifty seven clip, and then we got coming in third, uh, one seventy one, batting uh, the person who bats fifth. Not good. And we've got one, two, three, four. We've got four people batting under 200. Pretty much two, three, four in the lineup is the only thing that's giving you production. Everyone else is just a oh, non-factor. Five, five, is, five, five is doing okay. And believe it or not, uh, the number nine hitters are doing not terrible for uh, a number nine hitter. Yeah, Jackie's two, up above 231. At two thirty-one for a nine-hole, I'll take that. Um, you know, you're getting sure. you're getting some a little bit of production out of that nine-hole, flipping it over. But unfortunately, it's flipping it over to the leadoff guy who's one sixty-four. Not necessarily the best uh, scenario, right there. Especially if there's two outs in an inning, it's it's a rally killer. Um, you know, we we could talk about it all day. Trevor Story has yet to get going. He's hit one home run. Everybody celebrated. Everybody rejoiced. We thought. You know, home runs are going to come in bunches now. We thought by the time he left Texas, he would be like the league leader in home runs. Still sitting at one. Um, you know, the confetti, I guess, must have gotten his eye because he's not seeing the ball well at all right now. He struck out a ton in Texas. Um, it, it's, it's, been, it's been an issue. Out. It's been an issue, yeah. Um, and d- Brad, it was you that said in the uh, in the group chat that Xander is actually tied for second in sh- with strikeouts. Is that right? He was he was tied for second. Let me see if I can't pull that up right now. And, and that's kind of surprising because Xander's always been that you know real selective with his with his pitches and is kind of one of those guys that I never really thought of as a strikeout victim. But if he's if he's striking out a lot, I wonder if there's something going on. Yeah, so huh. bye, 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 Hockdale. I I guess he got upset with my Xander take, huh? Whatever. Yeah, uh, Xander has struck out with thirty times so far, um, and Story has struck out a total of forty-two times. Wow. And Bobby struck out thirty-five times, so he is now in third on the team. Not. Fantastic. Yeah, not that great. But he also is one of the few guys that's that's hitting at a pretty decent clip. He's hit for power. He's hit for average. So, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna strike out thirty something times and still hit, I, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it, it's, it's whatever. You're still at over three hundred. Yeah, it, it's just that OBP is taking a little bit of a hit. No worries. Can we can we talk about Kevin Malak? Blah. Before Blah. we actually talk about like the games, like I didn't get to watch Friday's game, so whatever happened Friday, whatever. But yesterday, Saturday night, when he's sitting there talking to Dave O'Brien, saying, "Hey, we're gonna go get tattoos. You're gonna get a neck tattoo." Uh, we'll be- Penny doesn't like that. Penny's not a fan of tattoos, I guess. Um, but like. I couldn't imagine spending a hundred bucks on a fucking haircut. Like, 
No. I just, you know, like they're talking about spending a hundred bucks, dropping, dropping a hundred. Him singing Drake's "Hey Kiki, Don't You Love Me." I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" But it was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed uh, listening to Mala, uh calling games, uh, telling stories, and whatnot. It, it's it's it was kind of fun. Yeah, I I thought Millar did a great job in the booth for his his you know really his first time ever doing it because he he wasn't part of the spring training broadcast crew so we didn't really know what we were going to get with him and you know him talking about the neck tattoos he brought him up again during today's game uh he he went back to the neck tattoo line and it, it was it was fun he was telling some good stories about you know the teams that he played on back in the day some of the players that we all you know kind of grew up watching and it, it was fun to to hear it all uh, what did what did you guys think? The Manny stories, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, like I did not know that it was Mala. I'm never gonna say say his name correctly. Uh, I didn't know it was him that uh, Manny caught when he ran up the wall and high fived the uh, the fan. That That's was his, uh, his uh, fly ball, like robbed him. But yeah, it was good. Definitely good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he been working for the MLB Network for, what, like the last 10 years or longer than Something that? Something like that. He's been I'm there a while. Su- yeah. I'm not surprised that he's as polished as he was. Um, yeah, no, I mean, very charismatic. I think that I enjoy Euclid's and Eckersley a little bit more. I like uh, – Who? Just, just their cadence. Euc- 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 I enjoy Euc- 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 a little more. <laughs> he called them Euclid's. I like that. Wait, how do you pronounce it? Euclus. Euclus? 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 Not Euclus? Yes. Huh. Euclus. Huh. <laughs> it's like when you, you see something written and you Euclid's don't... Uh, like that, I, for, I pronounced Tanner's house name weird, too. I yeah, he said... He I said Gooker for like a full year. <laughs> yeah, but that's understandable because I, I could see when that. Saying, when you said that, I was just like, he's gotta be fucking with us saying it like that. Because like the OU can make the ooh sound. I get that. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't really listen to the commentators that much, so I miss the players' names. I read a lot of box scores, so I'm like, okay, that's you can really use Like this them. isn't Japan. No, the no. I isn't pronounced E. What? Euclides. We're calling them Euclides <laughs> from now on. Euclides. Hercules. But um, yeah, no, uh, he's probably my third. Uh, I like uh, I like him better than Maz, uh, who hasn't. Well, none of them have like totally sucked. They're all better than O'Brien, but. Well, they have personality. Do you so. think that uh, – here, here's a question. Would you take Maz or O'Brien? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Probably Maz. Yeah. O'Brien doesn't, unless he's like Thirsty Dave, when he's like, Matt Barnes is a nasty boy, or like that kind of thing. He's not really, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do anything for me, you know? I mean, Thirsty Dave, I'll take over Maz, but. Yeah, I mean, I, it was really crazy when Dave O'Brien that one time, it's like, Raffy Devers just laid his entire dick over that ball. That was like, crazy. Wait, wait did he really say that? No, I completely oh. just made that up. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, where the fuck was I? It's like that meme where it's like the nice argument, Senator. Why don't you back that up with a source? Like, my source is I made it the fuck up. <laughs> I would lose my sh- I would call Dave O'Brien the greatest ever if he fucking said that. <laughs> if he was just like, Raffy just laid his dick all over that ball. Dave O'Brien has like the personality of like a piece of white bread. That's his personality. 
like I've said it before. I've been more enthusiastic taking a shit than he has like than he is during a home run call. Like genuinely. Well, he I had mean, he actually has had some decent ones this uh this year. This year's actually been pretty good, but I think it's because the socks are so shit that he's actually genuinely surprised. Like when they hit a home run. There was a there was a play at shortstop where uh Dev, not Devers, uh Xander was deep in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he threw the batter out, and he was like, yes! And I was just like, holy shit, was there actual like, excitement? And I was just like, fuck, Dave O'Brien is actually calling this game. The effects of Adderall on the uh, United States <laughs> announcer. <laughs> it's his performance-enhancing drug, dude. But yeah, I mean, as far as um, Bilar, yeah, I thought he was uh, Mala. He was great. Really enjoyed him. Uh, a little disgusting. He made that Drake reference when Kendrick just dropped an album. Get with the time. What are we doing here? But other than that, he was great though. Fantastic. Never would have pegged Hogdale as a Kendrick fan, but okay. Kendrick's Moving my fucking on. favorite rapper. Like I've been dying these last five years waiting for him to drop. Hogdale likes getting pegged there, Brandon. <laughs> Oh my god. Jesus Christ. The show stinks. <laughs> <laughs> we win a series and we have a shitty show. Is that what it is? <laughs> that, that's gotta be it. That has to be it. Yeah, for sure. Oh no. Uh, Friday night, Pavetta looked pretty good. Starting pitching Strong. for the most part in this uh in this series, not so bad. Pavetta went seven innings in, in that Friday night game. Only gave up one run. Finally, his ERA is starting to come down to earth. It's, it's still above five, but that's a lot better than, you know, 52 Nine. that it was a couple yeah. games ago. Ed. I, yeah, the pitching continues to not be an issue, um, at least for mm-hmm. the starters, because he was good. Um, Rich Hill the next day was good. They, they don't have Michael Walker in the rotation, who had been the best pitcher, in my opinion, there. And the, it, just hasn't, it just hasn't been an issue. The starting, and I don't know if it's because the ball's changed. I don't know if they're all just deciding to have career months at the same time. But the starting pitching hasn't been—it it, it hasn't been a problem. It's been a pretty serious positive. I like think about how they'd be without that at this point. How many games they would it would be like? It'd be like they'd be the Cincinnati Reds, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I kind of really like. It seems like they're adjusting finally and like letting their pitchers go longer. It's like they finally realize because uh, I learned about this a year or two ago is the, the way a lot of modern baseball teams gauge their team's performance. They go in 20 game samples, you know, because that's usually like the first decent sample size you can get like analytically. So, like, I wonder if they finally like looked at like their 20 game sample size and like they're just like, hey, our bullpen actually isn't that good. <laughs> we should let our starters, if they're pitching well, go further in games. And I can't, you know. I mean- who, who would have thought? Fan. Who who would have thought who that that might? I mean, I could have told you work. that after game ten, but you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have the full twenty. <laughs> I uh, and, I actually was called. I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say uh, to Ed's point from earlier about Waka. He did actually throw a bullpen and is scheduled to throw a simulated game tomorrow. So there is hope in sight that Waka will be back. I know that that makes Hogdale pretty excited too, being that he's the uh, token Iowan represent. Let's go. Yeah. I believe it was, uh, who was McWilliams? I I forgot the writer. Uh, he said that, um, Waka could just be on the 15 day IL and he should be back in the 15 days, which is awesome to hear. Uh, it seems like he might be making his, uh, start, um, next Saturday. So it, it will be, that would end up being his, uh, after his 15 day IL set. But, um, I did call it on the last episode. I was like, Nick Pavetta is going to shove because of the fact that he's going to be pitching inside of a dome. And as long <laughs> as they, as long as they have the roof shut, I thought he was going to pitch well. If you remember last year, he pitched in Tampa. I believe it was like eight innings or whatever, and or seven plus innings. And of course, you know, Matt Barnes fucking blew it, but he didn't give up a hit. That's Are you saying that Nick, Nick Pavetta is the Drew Brees of baseball? 
Oh and that he can only perform in a dome. The trolling. If, oh if that's God. what Drew, if that's what Drew Brees does, because uh, I don't follow football, I, that's I would, it's a I meme. Have to Everyone say just yes. calls him dome boy. Calls him a dome merchant with no arm. But I mean, the, the my my favorite game of this. I didn't get to watch the Pavetta game, so naturally, uh, yesterday was going to be my favorite game because Dick Mountain was on on the mound. But the always riding they, that guy. Yeah, always riding Dick Mountain. Oh, yeah. Um, the the fact that they let him go six plus innings yesterday, I was impressed. Uh, he, you know, obviously he didn't have it in the seventh and they were trying to, you know, with, I believe it was an eight run, uh, lead, you know, let's see what he get, what, what we can get out of him. But when you give up, uh, three, three hits, you know, get three runners on base and then you give up two runs right away without getting an out. There's time to uh, bring in somebody. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, like I didn't, I didn't like that Matt Barnes was in there. And is it sad that like we had a, a, even a six-run lead or whatever, and I was still kind of scared bringing in Matt Barnes. He is that bad. Like he's approaching. Uh, I don't know what's a shitty member of the Red Sox bullpen last year that I could pull up. Like he's, he's in the full half. Matt Andres, full, full big piece out there. I don't he's know. A, I'd he's travesty. I'd probably bring uh, Andres in before I'd bring in Barnes right now. Yeah. Andres was so bad by the end. It's weird with the bullpen right now because you kind of got a clear image of who isn't trusted based on who got to pitch in those blowouts. And it was Cutter Crawford, who's been since DFA'd. Um, Salamura came in for Hill initially, looked decent. Barnes and uh, I think uh, Diekman. So they're, they're in the doghouse right now. Um, but there was, in my opinion, great news for the uh, 40-man roster. They added John Schreiber to it. Uh, my yeah. sweet son Schreiber got added to it officially. He's been probably... <clears throat> the second best uh, reliever in their pen, not named Matt Strom. So I'm, I'm very happy just using him with like right hand and heavy, like setup situation. He's looked great. Can we also talk about the fact that Millar brought up the, uh, the Matt Barnes necklace and saying that he has one that's like $2. That is daughter me. I was dying laughing whenever he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, he's got this diamond necklace here. It cost him thousands of dollars. My daughter makes one for $2.12. <laughs> I was rolling, man. Uh, one guy that's in the doghouse that you didn't mention there, Ed, is the guy that we all know and affectionately call DFA Asia. Well, because he's in the doghouse this- now. He wasn't in the doghouse at that time because he got to blow two games this week in pretty in pretty close situations. He he should have always been in the doghouse, at least on a ridiculously short leash. The only time I trust him in a game is if there's about a 50-run lead. It's, yeah, I mean, he looked, if, if you look at my trustometer for today, he dropped to ninth on it. He swapped spots with where Cutter Crawford was because... <sighs> How many spots did he drop? He was in fifth because he went about seven innings without giving up a run. Too high. No, Cora had been using him, and he had been steadily rising because he had been reliable for about a week. Too high. Well, he's ninth now, so you got to remember who this is in comparison to, though, some other people from that. Is that a flashlight? What what are you doing, Brad? I'm raising raising his hand. Go Uh, ahead. uh, Sock stats made a post earlier. Uh, Brazier now has the most meltdowns in MLB this season, and mm. he's in the first percentile in hard hit rate, second in exit velocity, and expected slugging, sixth in ex-WOBA, and seventh in barrels. He's toast. Yep, he's just gotten those those innings where he was doing well, luck at this point. He's not yeah. hitting any higher than 95 on the fastball. Um it's like I got to imagine for the hitters, it's fun. It's just like having batting practice there. Do you think that uh, that this could have been uh, the effect of him getting a hit last year, hitting the head? I, I hate to speculate, but I mean, maybe like that. That's something that is beyond any of our knowledge because none of us are doctors, and 
I, I don't know what kind of effect that could have. I just know that this dude sucks, and he's not been very good for a long time. And to have him fifth on a trust meter is well, he's is not anymore. He's not might, mightily irresponsible. He's let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at the trust meter that we have, and That's uh, all the graphic in baseball. The the absolute best graphic in Major League Baseball. You can buy it on a shirt, guys. Buy the shirt. shirt. Available at the Pesky Report store. Buy it now. You'll get to represent the Trustometer everywhere you go. Um, Looking at it, and I see you've got Matt Strom as the number one guy that you trust out of the pen. I I don't disagree with that. He's been phenomenal this year. Um, This one... I kind of scratch my head about because I don't think Tanner Houck has been that great out of the pen. Everything's relative. So Houck is fourth right now. And the thing there is that I trust him more. I trust him more than any of the other people that I put behind him. That's really, it's not a compliment to Houck so much as I don't trust the people that I put behind him. Fair. Tyler Danish has been decent, I guess. Um, I I want to know when when your when your sweet son is going to make his full time appearance because he's been, like you said, one of the best members that have come out of the bullpen. Yeah, he's been really good. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see them just start giving him full innings instead of just when there are righty hitters to face. Let him see if he can do that. It's a weird arm angle for anybody to hit. You know, um, he doesn't have to be Darren O'Day prime, but he can be Darren O'Day light, and they can be he can be a very effective side armor. I would love that if by the time the Red Sox plane lands back in Boston, we have a tweet saying that DFAsia has officially been DFA'd, and your sweet son has been recalled. Oh no, he wasn't. He's still on. He was. He is on the forty man, my sweet son. Yeah, he, yeah. He got added to it. They DFA'd Jalen Davis. J- okay, David. Is, is is it me or am I the only one that uh, was shocked at that one? I Nobody mean, they, they just brought him in pretty recently, and I think that my, my feeling on it is that they think they can sneak him through. Yeah, probably. Possibly. I mean, Brazier. Uh, DFAing uh, Brazier might be a good idea. I mean, he does have an option left. Just burn burn the entire contract. Don't even don't even <coughs> acknowledge the option. Just say, hey, go go play baseball in Japan again, guy. You, you're not good enough for here. The way Alex Cora's brain works, <laughs> Brazier's gonna have like one decent outing, like in a blowout, and he's gonna go right back into putting him to high leverage spots. Uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Because it's Cora's like he's my guy. Love my guys. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, so we were talking game two, Rich Hill's game. Uh, I think we all we all had fun this one. the The chat was very lighthearted. Everybody was having fun. We all we all dumped on Barnes whenever he came in because you know that's what we do, and it was good. It was it was fun. Red Sox won eleven to three. Was the final pitching looked good? Offense looked good. All in all, a pretty good night on Saturday night. You guys have any thoughts about that game? I'm just happy that they let uh, Rich Hill go six plus. Yeah, it, it was nice to see. Uh, I believe how many how many pitches did he end up throwing? I think he threw like ninety something pitches. It's a lot. Yeah, for, he's the uh, he's for the a ninety two year old. He's the the <laughs> oldest pitcher for the Boston Red Sox to win a game since Tim Wakefield did it when he was a hundred and twelve. <laughs> He's only got 10 more years to go. Yeah, and he probably throws just as hard as Wakefield did, too. Yeah, Wakefield's I mean, that's what just... pitch is like for me. It's um, it, it's like having Tim Wakefield back as a left-handed curveballer instead of a right-handed knuckleballer. Yeah. It's really – it's fun. I love his arm slot. Like, everything he – every time he throws, like, when he throws that sidearm, like, oh, my God, dude. Oh, I love that. Oh, <laughs> See, about, that's that's the thing yeah that's the thing about rich hill is like he he only has a couple of pitches but he changes his arm angle with these yep. pitches so you never really get a good read on them and what's coming and it's coming in at 80 miles an hour 85 miles an hour and 70. 
<laughs> hitters have a hard time with that trying to stay back because they're used to seeing you know 96 98 and to sit back on an 88 mile per hour fastball <laughs> is wild yeah i love weird pitchers like him or guys like you know zach granke now in his career or like yeah granke's throwing his fastball sitting like 87 or 88 his, his changeup is the same speed what do you think is Rich Hill's number one pitch? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Curveball, it is curveball. Does it say it's curveball? Yeah, a, it, it's curveball by one pitch this year. What second? Fastball. Yeah. And then so, so you got a curveball. He's he's thrown the curveball 175 times. He's thrown the four seam fastball 174 times. The third pitch he's thrown 49 times, which is a slider. It's changed up 19 times. And I'm not even going to say cutter or sinker. Nick, yeah, he barely throws those. Uh, he, he's, he's been fun to watch. And I, I'm enjoying the fact that he's most likely going to retire a member of the Boston Red Sox. He'll pitch next year. You think so? The yep. legend of Dick Mountain continues yep. to grow. I, I don't think – I don't <laughs> – I don't, it does continue to grow. <sighs> Oh, the show stinks. What? <laughs> the show's great. What are, you, what are you all about? I'm enjoying myself. I, you're telling me you don't enjoy penis jokes, Brandon? What is it, what, you, you don't want to hear about the growth of Dick Mountain? Speaking of penis jokes, who else caught Brad saying penis right before the <laughs> opening intro play? Not like every episode. I actually asked about that. I was like, did, did that go through? I was like, holy shit. That was totally on and out. Not on purpose. I was just like, penis. And, uh. Yeah. The dick yeah, mountain one does. <laughs> so uh, I would like to I, voice a little frustration going into um, today's game, which was a yes. bullpen game. And- <laughs> Why are we I- throwing a bullpen game when we had somebody who could fucking actually throw – Throw multiple innings. It's you know what's fascinating though is that Big Fudge who got the start, no hit for two innings. Tanner Houck threw three innings, gave him one run. They were fine. I just don't understand why you do that when you have a guy on the forty man roster in AAA who's been for the most part shoving this season, and it's his day to start. I don't understand why you wouldn't just bring up Connor Siebold for it. And Siebold, um, who did get hammered a bit earlier in the week against Rochester, pitched one of the best games of the season at AAA. Went six innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, struck out 11. Um, He was just mowing people down left and right. He's been very good this season. ERA after that, 2.45, 36.2 innings. He's walked 10, struck out uh, 37 a whip of 0.93. So he's averaging less than a walker hit per inning. Um, and I just, if, if you're not going to bring him up when there are four people in the rotation and you're going against a last place team like Texas, when are you going to bring the guy up? It just doesn't make any sense to me why you wouldn't have given him the spot start today. I'm pretty sure it has to do with uh, his options. Was he called up at all this year? No, he hasn't been called up yet this yeah, year. Yeah, so if he got if he got called up, that would have uh, taken one of his options. But in fairness, you, you just fucking DFA fucking Brazier. I say they they don't need sleep. You have such great pitching options on this team, like Ryan Brazier. 
DF Azure. You can't get rid of him. And Matt Barnes. Yeah, Yeah. Matt Barnes, dude. You kidding me? I got to say that, dude, like, (laughs) when I saw bullpen game, like, before the the day game started, I'm like, man, we we, we losing this one, boys. Yeah. Bullpen ain't good enough to have a full bullpen game. No. It's it's a shame because there are guys in the pen that have been successful this year who have looked far better than I expected them to. And yeah. you have guys like Brazier blowing two games in a week. You have Barnes and Deakman just being completely unreliable. You know, it's it's very frustrating. Total well, to answer to answer your question about the the Connor Seabold, you know, the the Woo Sox were in Rochester, New York, and Airline tickets are pretty expensive right now. So I, I have a feeling that the Red Sox front office just didn't want to get on Expedia.com and, and purchase a ticket for him to get down to, to Dallas. Because, uh, I mean, we're, we're looking at like a four to $500 plane ticket there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to correct you. They are in Worcester this week and next week. Uh, but that's still probably about the same price as from Rochester. Mm-hmm. I only say that because I finally got to go to my first game this week uh, at AAA. And, um, God, if you guys haven't been to Worcester yet for a game, make sure you get there because it is, it's got to be my fight favorite minor league stadium. At this I'm, point. Sure, I'm sure Brandon, who lives in Florida, and Ogdale, who lives in Iowa, are totally going to get to fucking. They can do it. They can fly here. It's fine. I've been, I've, huh. I have seen Hogdale's helicopter. Okay, he can come up here. Yeah. I don't think he can fly with that thing. A helicopter copter from Family Guy. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's because you know similarities. From Worcester, <laughs> from Worcester to Dallas is a five hundred and twenty-seven dollar flight. Yeah, right fuck now. that. I'm, yeah, they both whatever. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Fuck that. <laughs> Put him on a fucking bus. <laughs> he would he wouldn't have made it in time. So buses are so slow for, for long distance travel. Um yeah, I would love to go to a game in Worcester and hopefully I'll get the opportunity soon. If uh if my friends Devin and Sarah are listening, please get married during baseball season so that I can have an excuse to come up and uh catch a catch a game. Actually, so uh I just wanna uh, give a shout out to one of our followers uh, over in the UK. Um, I got a message from one of the people that are part of the UK Red Sox uh, podcast. They are coming out um, to see the Woo Sox. I believe they said in July. I'll have to double check on that one. And I'm going to try and get up there to uh, go hang out with them. Oh, so, yeah. I'm that'd be cool. The game in Boston. So it'll be fun. Yeah, like five hundred dollar plane ticket each uh, one way. No, me and my uh, my family are having a small vacation up there for a week and driving up there. Oh, so you're rich? Fuck no. <laughs> driving? Who does this that like nowadays? The, this would be like the first trip we've taken in like five or six years. Yeah, and you decided to take it during the time where gas is fucking like eighteen dollars a gallon. Hell yeah! You know it, brother. You know it. We're going to see our Red Sox A's game. I think it's on like the 14th or the 15th. Oh, boy. So pretty crazy. Cray, cray. Up in this his house. So I ended up uh, I ended up going to, you know, Ed said he went and saw the Woo Sox this weekend. I went and saw the Sea Dogs this weekend. Uh, I got <laughs> to uh, actually meet uh, a couple of our um, friends, friends of the pod. Uh, I met Nick Sogard and Cole Cottom. Awesome hey. dudes. It was really cool to meet them. I will say, Ed, have you noticed? Uh, did you notice the different size? A difference in the size of the bags? In the bags, the for, like first base. Oh base. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they are. Like I didn't pay attention. I went to a game on Thursday. Saw the Sea Dogs, and I went to a game uh, for opening day. I didn't actually realize it, but uh, Cole was taking reps at first, and I was just like, holy shit, those bags look so much bigger. And, like, they're not much bigger, actually, but it's just like you could tell there's a difference in the size. Yeah, no, I um, – I, uh, And he didn't like that either, huh? No, she doesn't like that they're changing the sizes of it. But, no, the problem is that when Kristen Cassis is at first base, everything looks tiny, so you had to, like, wait yeah. to see the uh, – <clears throat> Had to wait to see the other team's first baseman there to kind of uh, 
to notice that oh god he's huge in real life though like he looks big on the tv he looks even bigger in real life it's 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 insane so last year when i saw him with the sea dogs i don't remember who the coach was but he couldn't have been much taller than i i am like five seven five eight whatever he was standing next to casas and i was just like either that guy's a fucking midget or that guy's a fucking giant yeah yeah, no, Cassis is an actual giant. And he's not just, he's not just, like, tall, he's just broad. He just, like, like looks like a Clydesdale that they trained to play baseball. Dude, if I stood next to Cassis, I'd look like a fucking child. And I'm six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd look like an infant next to Cassis. Um, his, uh, just an observation from that game. Sorry, right? <laughs> he's 6'5", 265 pounds. Yeah, and that's pure meat. Like, he's lean. Yeah, yeah no, he's a big boy, but um, he's also um, it was really interesting getting to see some of the players there, um, like not on the TV because you notice more, um, just like Ryan Fitzgerald, for instance, not a great fielding shortstop. He's a good fielding third baseman, I thought, but every throw that he was making just on like routine grounders were super rushed, and he was getting bailed out by Cassis on a lot of them. Who's very good defensively, very good on the stretch. Um, really just makes all the plays. I'm excited to see how he does um, once he gets called up to the majors there, because I think he'll be good for the rest of the infielders. I think he's much better defensively than Bobby or uh, Franchi. <laughs> yeah. So I got to, now that I know who the players are and whatnot, um, I got to see Tyreek Reed. Uh, he was playing first base. He actually made a play. The The runner was called safe because his foot wasn't on the bag, but he tagged him, and the umpire didn't see him tag him. And then they got together, and they were like, nah, he's safe. <laughs> it sucks because they don't have the replay. Everybody's like, oh, call replay, call replay. And I was like, they don't do that. Not in minor leagues. But uh, it was cool. I got to see a, uh, Dave Hamilton um, a home run. That was cool. Um, Sogard, he played center field on Thursday, which I thought was weird because he's an infielder. And uh, yesterday he was playing second base. I think he's so much better at second base. I'm not saying like he's bad at, at, as an outfielder, but uh, you could just see he's more comfortable uh, in, in the infield. Yeah, they're trying to give him reps at every position uh, to increase his value. Um, he seems <laughs> like now that Ryan Fitzgerald has been brought up and is like kind of on the verge of uh, being a major leaguer, it seems like they're working Sogard into the role that Fitzgerald had last year, which is honestly really good for him to as far as his chances to make it to the big leagues. It's really that versatility is invaluable, but um, I don't think he's played too much in the outfield prior to this year, so that makes sense. Have you heard that? So I didn't ask Cole about this, but I haven't seen him playing much lately. Have you heard anything? Cole or Fitzgerald? Who? Cole. Cole uh, he's been in the, he was DHing a bit. He's been, he's been doing just fine. He's a catcher. So he generally needs a bit more time off in between, but he's, uh, he's been getting in the lineup. Yeah. Both games I went to, he wasn't in. So he played today. Was, I think he DH today. Son of a bitch. Huh. Uh, but yeah. It, it, it was nice to finally uh, meet people, you know, that we've had on the show. Um, and like I said, knowing um, knowing more about the players now and watching the teams when it comes to like double A, uh, it's it makes it a little bit more fun because yeah. like you know who these people are. So, how did uh, Groom look? Because that was a good game he pitched. It looked like. Um. So fun fact. So we recorded on Thursday, and I got there at, like, 7.30. So the game already started. But when I got there, I went to go park, and there was literally nowhere to park. Nobody was there to fucking take my money so that I could park and whatnot. And I was like, I don't want to park here and not get one of those tickets and then get, like, you know, towed or whatever. So I spent, like, a half an hour looking for a fucking parking spot, and then finally said, screw it. And I parked in the parking lot without a ticket, and uh, I, I think it didn't. I believe he pitched into the seventh, or he pitched seven innings. I got it. I got there. I want to say it was the fourth inning. It looks good from what I saw. It sucked because they ended up losing. Um, I believe nails came in. Um, he didn't look like he was nails. Um, <laughs> he he kind of looked like Brazier or Diaphaser. 
Um, but yeah, it was a good game. Unfortunately, it went into extra innings. Um, the tenth inning, I was like, "Fuck this, I'm going home." And then by the time I got home, they were like, uh, "I found out the yard goats won." So, well, that's still a fun game to get to go to. I um, uh, I got to it see Robinson that- pitch. Yeah, I, do. <laughs> I think the pitch clock is the best thing that's happened to minor league baseball in a very long time. He was just getting the ball, throwing it, getting the ball, throwing it. He looked good. He gave up one under and run, but um, he was throwing a lot more strikes, and he was just—he seemed like he had a game plan, and he was—he was sticking to it. I um, feel like going going to the pitch clock. I actually feel like that's going to do a lot of good for the for for major league. Yeah, I pitch, could pitch not com- agree more. Pitchcom has been doing good. Uh, for the people that are using it, because you know you get your you get your selection like right away um, while you're on your way back to the mound or whatnot, you already know what you're throwing, and it, it's so much faster. I know games have been uh, cut with the Red Sox about twenty to thirty minutes sometimes, so that was nice. I think the pitch clock will, will help with that as well. Yeah, I'm still trying to learn uh, the pitch clock. I think they start off with what eighteen seconds. Yeah, it's something like that. That you get an automatic ball if you take too long, and I think if the batter isn't ready, it's an automatic strike or something right. like that. I've, I've Bob seen... Red, um, you don't like watching Framber Valdez like rock the baby every time before he throws a pitch. Fake I, baseball fan. Wow, I don't, I don't think that's Valdez. I think that's Lewis. Uh, whatever it was Garcia. I can't tell. All of them infuriate me. I, I get Vietnam flashbacks to that fucking Astros series, dude. Dude's yeah, rocking the baby. I hate all of you. We're actually facing him on Wednesday, so that's going to be a four-hour game. No. I, we're missing Verlander, though, which is good. Verlander had another shutout appearance today. He only went five innings, but Jesus Christ. God, I wish, we, I wish we would have just found a way to sign him. So should have taken a flyer on him. He's been insane this year. A $25 million flyer is not a flyer. That's uh... <laughs> Yeah, but just sign him because he's, you know, he's worth every penny. Do you imagine him and Rich Hill on the same team? <laughs> like two of the oldest pitchers. We have to get Tom Brady to commit a catch for them. All I'm saying oh, is like uh, these pitchers that I was banging the table for in the offseason. Like I, I, I said the Angels did a good job getting Cindergard. He's been great. Doesn't matter that they overpaid for him. Did they really? Because now he's he's shoving. And uh everyone said the Astros overpaid for Verlander. He's been like the second best pitcher in baseball. Well, let, let me ask you on pros on yeah behind Michael Walker. Yeah, who exactly. the Red Sox um, have signed? Most of the free agents haven't looked terrible. Like Story's been a disappointment so far, but the pitch and Hill and Walker have both been quite good. Strom has been good. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. No, I'm not saying like those signings were bad. I'm saying like they could have, you know, done more, could have brought in. You know, a few yeah, more guys. I mean, it's even still starting. Like, I would have preferred they got one of the better bullpen arms, honestly. I mean, like, I still think the yeah. biggest mistake is not getting a guy like, you know, Tapara or you know, Graveman, Kenley Jansen, one of those Kenley guys. Kenley Jansen, yeah. Yeah. Like, if Although, you had one of those on top of, like, the pitchers you got, I think I would have been, that would have been an A-plus offseason. Yeah, they were one right-handed setup man or closer short or a guy who could close. I think Graveman would have been my best – my my pick uh, – Hindsight's twenty twenty. They could have also ended up with a guy like Melanson who's just getting hammered. Sorry, Kyam Sight, Ryan, Ryan Brady. <laughs> Thank you. God damn it. It, it, it almost there. it almost seems like they are playing the long con and hoping that whenever oh, yeah. Chris Sale and uh uh Paxton are back off the IL, 
and are in the rotation, then they'll be able to plug some of these arms in the bullpen and be able to flush it out. Almost like they thought, oh, well, we'll come out early and our offense will carry us, but it hasn't really come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, you guys talking about the Houston Astros is the perfect segue into what we're talking about next, which is the Houston Astros are coming to town. Brad. I do want to say one thing. We almost got the 26 runs I've been begging for. It's true. Mm-hmm. We Only about, what, eight shy of what you predicted? I think we were seven shy. Seven shy? Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty close. Maybe uh, lower your expectations just a tad for this offense. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm going to call for 26 runs for this next. I mean, we should have high expectations. This, this team should be like a, a top 10 offense minimum. They Brad's new better. superlative is the masochist. Um, ah. <laughs> the the Houston Astros coming to town. On game one, we have Odorizzi versus Whitlock. Whitlock got his start pushed a day so that he could be the uh, the guy that gets the ball first against the Houston Astros. What do we think about game one? How is he going to fare against the uh, the tough Houston offense? Uh, I like that matchup because I don't think very much of Odorizzi. But... Yeah. So I think, and I think Whitlock's going to be pretty focused after his last start was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, sure. So I think I think that if they're good, if there's a game that I would be, if I had to bet on three games for them to win, that would probably be the one I bet on for the Red Sox. Okay. Hug Man, you. like, <clears throat> seems like there are, like we said, they're finally letting starters actually pitch starter innings, and I believe in Garrett Whitlock. I think this is the game where we really see like why they want to move him to the rotations so much. I think he's going to go six innings. I think he's going to shove. I, I I agree with Hogdale. I think he's going to shove what every time he shoves so far we've lost. So I think we're going to take the all in the <laughs> It's so tragic. It's true though. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that it's like every time this happens, the Red Sox lose. Every time a member of the Pesky Report's been out of game, they lose. Every time Garrett Whit- Whitlock shoves, they lose. Every time, uh, you know, you name it, they lose. So that that's not a very good uh, parameter to go off of. I, I do also think that Whitlock will shove in this game. I think he, he may give up one earned over six and a third innings. I think he's going to have a good game, um, and I, I think the Red Sox could walk away the winner because, like Ed, Odorizzi doesn't really scare me. Yeah. It's tough, though, because the Astros really are uh, no joke. It's hilarious. They let Correa walk, and then, like, Pena's, like, just as good. He's been fantastic. <laughs> he's been he's way been... better than expected. Yeah. Like, way he's better. I got him on my fantasy team. You know, uh, big W for me. Pretty huge. <laughs> uh, he's been insane. Uh, like, one of the games right? in the league. Day to day right now. I don't think he had to go on the IL. Game two, we have uh, your Quiddy versus Ivaldi. Two guys, two guys with uh, names that are difficult to pronounce. Uh, I'm going to start this one. Ivaldi's going to shove, and we're going to win. Um, Urquidy, he's he's another person. Like Ed said, like I uh, I don't think that he's. He hasn't been fantastic against the Red Sox. I think when what was it? Um the ALCS, he was uh he wasn't all that great. And I believe Ivaldi's like I said, he's gonna shove and we're gonna score runs. Um I'm hoping for twenty six this series, guys. Please give me twenty six. Runs with a Z. M- masochist Brad. <laughs> Here's the deal. Your Kitty stinks. Ivaldi's a god. Sox winning this one, kid. Eight nothing. Book it. Oh, uh, Eight nothing, huh? Mm. I love I have a soft spot for Urquidy, and Ivaldi just hasn't. He's given up a lot of home runs, and he hasn't gotten a lot of run support. I think that this is uh, this one's going to be a disappointment. I think through no fault of Ivaldi's. Well, if if, uh, the masochist gets his wish, then the Sox need to average a little over eight and a half runs per game. So Hogdale's kind of cutting you a little short there, Brad. Um, 
but I I don't think the Red Sox get eight runs in this game. I think they actually are going to to slip up and lose game two. Uh, game three, we have Garcia versus Nick Pavetta, and this is a game where Nick Pavetta is coming off of a great performance, so probably going to suck it up in this one. So there you go. Uh, absolutely fuck Garcia. Oh, yeah. I, it, why, I hate Garcia, and I don't know why. I don't know like why I dislike him, but like I see a picture, I'm like, oh, fuck, I hate that guy. It's because he, he went to the David Price school of pitching, where you know you got to take fucking forty five seconds between every single pitch. <laughs> uh, how about we use this to like time his fucking his pitches? It takes him as long as uh, Byron Buxton runs from home to home. Eh, that's a fair point. It's pathetic. <laughs> but I, I like his hair. I like that he looks like he's like an eighties one hit wonder like pop singer. <laughs> Nobody has better hair in the bigs than Guriel. Guriel has oh, yeah. the absolute best hair. Which oh, one? I was I, I didn't say that he uh, had the best hair. I just said I Toronto. liked it because of how ridiculous it is. He looks like he's got a fucking pineapple on top of his head. <laughs> I said the only best thing that uh, that the Guriel on the Astros is is like he's the best at being a notable racist. Uh, that, that's pretty, uh, you know, good for him. Yeah. You know, I think he also yeah. won a batting title, possibly yeah, that did. year. <laughs> Goes right up next to you know like his wall, like noted, noted racist, won a batting bat- title. Bat- <laughs> I think that's like nailed up to his locker. I mean, he apologized. I don't think he's openly proud of this. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> he fucking tipped his fucking helmet to Dar- Darvish. So, how do you think we fare in this series against the Astros? Uh, I I could see it. Uh, I, I think the Sox are going to continue their momentum and they're going to win another series. I think they dropped game two. But I think games one and three, Sox win. <coughs> Take the series. You want me to be serious for a moment, or do you want me to actually like be positive? Be serious. I think they get swept. Oh my god! I can say okay. that. Be positive. <laughs> I think they don't get swept. <laughs> Fair enough, Ed. Um. <laughs> This is kind of a weird series for me. I I can definitely understand where Brad's coming from for it. On paper, this offense is really, really good, so I don't think you can depend on the starting pitching being as ridiculous as they've been. But at the same time, I'm not that scared of the guys that they're throwing out on the mound. And it kind of has trap series potentially written on it for the Astros, where it's like, oh, it's the last place Red Sox, but they've been hitting a little better recently. They're in their home field Weather's going to be in the 70s all week. I think that the Sox could could be a little sneaky here. Uh, but I'm going to say they drop two out of three because I'm not that confident in it. Man, imagine losing faith. They sweep. Sox are sweeping, baby. It's time. Uh, this is the point where the season gets turned around. I'm calling it now. Uh, there are, call me I think, aren't they only four, aren't they only four games out of uh, the wild card? Isn't it weird that we're fucking actually looking at that right now, too? I mean, oh. that that's kind of what Sox fans do, is we, we start looking at the standings in April, and we the, the sky is falling if they're not in first place, and if they are in first place, they wonder, like, oh, yeah, we're the best team ever World Series on, and then as soon as they slip, it's like the sky is falling immediately. Well, I mean, so the sky is out? fucking Probably. falling. It's definitely been falling now. Yeah, it's the absolute, uh, state, the absolute state of the playoff picture where this dog shit Red Sox team is like, oh, four games out of the wild card. <laughs> I'm going to be. Good job, Major League Baseball. Got a little say... product. I am going to say that the offense has looked a lot better since Franchi came in. And I don't want to hype up. I don't want to like be like, oh, he's gonna, he's like uh, gonna be the best hitter on the team. But just that they have a guy that's taking pitches and getting on base reliably when like Bobby wasn't, just adding like another bat to the lineup that like can do things. Um, 
I, it really has made a difference. So I, I really wish they would just give him the job against righties and just have him run with it. That being said, all three pitchers that we face coming up, right-handed pitchers. So viva la Franchi. Hashtag French Revolution. It's about to get violent. You guys got anything else you would like to add here? I want to hype one relief pitcher that I would like to come up to replace uh, Ryan Brazier, who was very impressive in the one triple A game I saw. Silvino Broncho, uh, Bracho, who pitched decently for the Diamondbacks, had Tommy John surgery, Red Sox signed him. He, two perfect innings in release, struck out four, just looked like he was just messing with their hitters the entire time. He looked, he looked good. I've I've heard enough. He came back from Tommy John surgery. That's all I need to know to know that he's better than Brazier. Yep. But his numbers are actually okay this year, too. He's got a 2.93 ERA, 20 strikeouts, two walks, and 15 at a third innings. So, triple A, but can't be worse than what we've gotten from Brazier, right? And he does one of those fun hitch deliveries where he, like, will stop for a second and then throw it. He has, like, a couple of different looks. Uh, Hits 94 on the fastball, great control. I just liked what I saw a lot. Makes me think my Wi-Fi is messing up. Yeah buffering issues whenever he's pitching brad got anything to add uh no we will be back uh brady joink and myself will be back on thursday after the game thursday after the game hogdale you know i'm really excited to hear like what creative way uh ryan brady will you know find a way to insult matt barnes you know he really he really gets creative and that's what i love about him it'll be fun to hear him get another variant of uh, insult. <laughs> you know, it is going to be a sad day when Matt Barnes is no longer a member of the Boston Red Sox because we won't have that that aspect of Ryan Brady. I anymore. think we will. I think we no, will. That hate boner will never go away. Nope. But Guaranteed. It, won't, it won't be as relevant. If he's not on the team, we, we won't, you know, it. we won't entertain it as much, I guess, is what I'm getting at. It'll probably be just as like, just like, uh, Sox fans talking shit about Richards and uh, oh, that's the Richards we know. Uh, that's the, fair point. Fair point. If he finds a job elsewhere in Major League you Baseball, imagine, you imagine if he signs with the Yankees. Ooh, oh, Barnes? I love it. Barnes, yeah, if he goes to the Yankees Please after do. Boston. <laughs> Our luck, though, he he would go to the Yankees and then find himself there and become like God mode Barnes from the first half of last season, and he would just torture us all the time. Yeah, if he went to like the Rays, I, I could believe it because of their cheating lab. They have the best cheating lab in the game. It's they, them and they like the in, Giants. Their lab is unmatched. They inject their pitchers with like Nolan Ryan's <laughs> DNA. They have to, right? Yeah. They do something down there in Tampa. Anyway, we'll get to the bottom of that and we'll figure it out. We'll report back on that on Thursday whenever Brad, Doink, and Brady are on here. And uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for watching. Peace. Thanks. I knew you were going to say that. What? Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pesky Report. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.